You know, the one you posted online for kind of like a mark, marking out for yourself. This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out, episode 525. I am one of your hosts, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BTTG161. Chris will not be joining us again this week, but you could follow him at Chris Sweendog. And Dave will be joining us in a bit. You can follow him at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. And collectively, you could follow us at Marking Out, uh, Marking Out 11 on YouTube and Instagram, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Marking Out. Pick up some t-shirts. Head over to Manscaped.com and use the code REGARDLESS for 20% off and free shipping. I'm doing awesome as always, and uh, I had uh, not not such an eventful week, but I did some stuff. I, I got... Uh, Grand Lux Cafe for the first time in a very, very long time last week. Um, I'm not a fan of taking food out, really, but during a pandemic, what can I really do? Um, So it was nice to have Grand Lux Cafe again. I also made chicken and broccoli. I wanted it to be more like an American Chinese restaurant, but uh, it, it didn't taste quite like that. It wasn't bad, but it just wasn't how a Chinese restaurant would prepare it. I, for the life of me, will probably never figure out how that's possible. Um, But I also celebrated my father's birthday this past weekend. We got food from one of my all-time favorite restaurants. It's closing. It's unfortunate that it's closing after like 40 years. Um, But we went to my brother's house and we, we ate dinner there. So that was nice. And then I also, I watched on Twitch, Francine, ECW original Francine. She was streaming from Magic Kingdom. And I was like, how could I pass that up? I miss going to Disney World and I can't wait to get back there. Um, But you can check her out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ECW Diva Francine. And I also watched episode two of MC True Long Island Story. And on this episode, they spoke about the origins of the ZTLIS logo. And I had to go, as soon as I finished watching the the episode, I had to get my old hard drive out because I drew up a logo on Microsoft Paint after Matt had tweeted out about needing a logo and explained what he wanted. He wanted it to be like the E! True Hollywood story logo. So I drew up my own Zack Ryder logo that he was already using for a few years now. And I formatted it to the E! True Long... Not True Long... True Hollywood Story logo. But I don't think I ever actually sent it to him. I remember going back and forth with Dave about sending it. But to me, it was just too sloppy because it was done on Microsoft Paint. And it wouldn't have like looked good for what he was using it for. 
And the logo that was actually chosen was miles above like nothing. I, I couldn't, I, there was no way on Microsoft Paint I could have done what was actually done for the final logo. But I tweeted out the pictures so you could see it on our Twitter page um, at MarkingOut. And uh, you could check out MC True Long Island Story. I, I also put, he wanted specific colors. I know that. They were like Zack Ryder colors, the orange and purple. But I had also done one in red, white, and black because it was like edgehead color still. So I did that. But you could check that out. Uh, but more importantly, watch MC True Long Island Story every Thursday on the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast Network. Before I move on to Impact Wrestling, I wanted to mention the unfortunate passings of two professional wrestlers this week. One being DK Meadows and the other being Josephus, also known as the question mark. Uh, DK Meadows, you would know from CZW. Uh, Josephus from the NWA most recently. Our condolences go out to their family, their friends. And all their their co-workers, it's a difficult thing to have to go through, I know. And it always sucks having to to mention something like this on the show. And there's no real great way to transition out of something like that. But Impact Wrestling kicked off with Jake something picking up the victory over Diener in a tables match. Which I thought was a really good match and a very interesting one to open with. Afterwards, though, Moose speared Jake something through a table, and he called out Rich Swan for his match, for his championship match. Scott D'Amore came out and said that Rich Swan wasn't cleared to uh, be there, so he wasn't there. But Jake ended up coming back out. He was held back. Scott ends up making the TNA championship an official recognized championship of Impact Wrestling. And announced that Jake will be challenging Moose for it in the main event. We saw Chris Bay, Ace Austin, and Black Taurus pick up the victory over Trey Miguel, Willie Mack, and Josh Alexander. Chris Bay picks up the victory for the team. So next week it'll be Chris Bay versus Ace Austin versus Black Taurus. Um, And then after that, the winner of that match will go on to get an X Division Championship shot. Trey Miguel storms off after the match after he loses, gets backstage, and Sammy Callahan confronted him. And Trey ended up snapping, attacking Sammy Callahan. So I'm assuming we're going to get some sort of uh, hardcore style match between Trey Miguel and Sammy Callahan there. Uh, We had another AEW promo with Team Taz, Britt Baker, Rebel, uh, uh, Ryan Nemeth was there. Isaiah Cassidy, Matt Hardy, um, they were all there doing it from the TIAA Financial Bank Field, whatever it's called. We had Havoc and Nevaeh backstage. Havoc basically just telling Nevaeh that she doesn't want to break up. Nevaeh just saying that she needs time. She's not happy with their their loss, their tag team loses. Losses? Jeez. But uh, Tennille ended up just so happened to be outside the door and uh, she pitched her and Havoc teaming up again and Havoc again said no. Maybe she'll wear her down one day. 
We saw the Good Brothers pick up the victory over Triple XL. I thought the outcome here was obvious, and I really don't see how this builds up either team because they were building up Triple XL, and I think the Good Brothers don't really need any more building up. They're the champions, and I don't even think they need to be champions. But Finn Juice came out, or, or they were confronted later on by the Good Brothers, and Finn Juice basically said that they poked fun in how long it took for, for the Good Brothers to pick up the victory over Triple XL. I would love nothing more than to have Finn Juice win those Impact Wrestling Tag Team Championships. I would also like uh, any other team, perhaps, in Impact right now, because I really don't feel like the Good Brothers need it. We had a Swingers Palace segment, which was a follow-up from the bar segment with Chris Sabin and James Storm last week. Sabin is, I guess, addicted now to Swingers Palace. But Rohit Raju versus James Storm was set up for, I believe, next week. We were supposed to see Eddie Edwards versus Brian Myers, but that match didn't happen. Brian came out, aired a video of Smart Mark Sterling, his lawyer, explaining that he advised Brian not to wrestle due to his eye injury. But in the contract, a replacement would be made, which was Hernandez. Eddie Edwards picked up the victory over Hernandez and then Brian attacked Eddie behind the referee's back during the match, but it had little effect. Afterwards, we saw Matt Cardona confront Brian Myers and Matt apologized to him for hitting him in the eye last week. Scott comes into the picture, brings up Smart Mark and how the Impact doctor has already cleared Brian to face Eddie Edwards and... Next week, he tried to set up an eye-for-an-eye match with Matt as the special guest referee. Then Scott ends up saying that he was joking. Uh, So it was clearly just a knock at WWE there. But I believe they will be having a match, a singles match. Matt's going to be the referee. Uh, But Scott also said he told Brian that he was like marking out. He was a mark marking out for stuff or something like that. So I, I thanked Scott Moore for uh, mentioning us on Impact Wrestling. And he replied saying, don't mention it. So it's 100% canon that we were mentioned on Impact this week because Scott <laughs> replied. So thank you to Impact Wrestling. If you need us, we're, we're available. Markingout1 at gmail.com. We saw Jordan, Grace, and Jazz defeat Kimberly and Susan. I think this feud is dragging I wish we would get uh, singles matches for the the knockouts right now. Um, And then after this match, we saw Jordan Grace and Jazz find ODB knocked out backstage. Uh, And all signs point to Deanna Perrazzo. Main event, we saw Moose defeat Jake something to retain the TNA championship. I like Jake attacking Moose during his entrance and taking his spotlight. But Jake, I think, put so much work into this match here and and definitely pushed him to a higher status on the card, which I appreciate. Um, But after the match was over, Moose hits Jake with a chair. Rich Swan runs out to make the save, and it was like a pull-apart segment. I don't think they actually laid hands on each other. 
But Scott came out and set up the match for Sacrifice. Uh, Moving over to AEW, we had more of the women's tournament matches. Nyla Rose picks up the victory over Ty Conti. Yuka Sakazaki picked up the victory over Emi Sakura, and she attacked Yuka afterwards. Uh, And Hikaru Shida made the save. That sets up a uh, six-woman tag on the next episode. These episodes are going to be super confusing because I know there's matches on YouTube, there's matches on Dynamite, and now there's going to be matches on Bleacher Report. I, I... know what Bleacher Report is as a website, but I don't understand how you're going to be watching it on a website, but, um, and I don't even, it's like Sunday, they're odd days now, they're, they're moving them all over the place, it's ridiculous, but another match that took place on the Japanese side, we saw Ryo Mizunami pick up the victory over Aja Kong via countout, um, I guess to make, Make it look like they're both... Like, neither of them look weak in this, I guess. Um, Because they're both being billed as the same sort of style wrestler. And then the main event for that segment, for that uh, tournament show, was Britt Baker picking up a victory over Maddie Rinkowski. And Rinkowski ended up taking the place of Anna Jay, who is out with a, I believe, separated shoulder... And she'll be out for quite some time, which is very unfortunate. Uh, I hope she heals up quickly. Um, before AEW Dynamite, though, internet explosion. It was announced that the newest signee to AEW is Paul White. And I saw that and I was just absolutely blown away, shocked. It's not a name you would ever assume would not be associated with WWE. But it was also announced that they're going to be having a show. It's called Dark Elevation. I don't know why they wouldn't just call it Elevation. Especially because Dark, maybe, I mean, because Dark is going to be still Dark on Tuesdays on YouTube. This is going to be Dark Elevation, also on YouTube on Monday, starting March 15th. But Paul White is going to be doing commentary for that show with Tony Schiavone. He'll be live at Dynamite next week. I think we need a Big Nasty Bastard shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees. There's no Paul White merchandise at all on on, on Pro Wrestling Tees. There's definitely Big Show merch still on WWE Shop, I believe. But it's just absolutely mind-blowing that the big show is no more. It's Paul White. It's AEW. Kind of hurt. <laughs> kind of hurt hearing that. It's like you don't really want to see Paul White wrestling in 2021. And it's like the weirdest thing because so many people began to like say, Oh, I don't want to see Big Show. Oh, I don't want to see Big Show. In WWE. And then fast forward a few months later, AEW, they're losing their minds. Oh my God, Big Show is going to be wrestling in AEW. I don't need to see Big Show wrestling in AEW. I'm not going to mind seeing him there. I think it's a fantastic signing by AEW. He has, what was it, 22 years of experience in WWE. Prior to that, WCW, his knowledge spans... 
two of the biggest companies. So it definitely will not hurt AEW by having Big Show in their company. And I think I always had hoped that Big Show would be somebody who would go to NXT. I always had dreams that it'd be like Big Show, Randy Orton, Dolph Ziggler, guys like that, Mark Henry even before he retired, to like to help elevate the the brand and and, and superstars of tomorrow. So if Big Show Paul White can go to AEW and somehow elevate this brand. I have absolutely no problem with seeing him wrestle there. I don't really want to see it, but if he will be doing something like that, I have no problem with that. And there's the Shaq aspect of this because AEW has Shaquille O'Neal right now for their match next week. Um... And it's been like the longest teased match. And we never got to see it in WWE. For whatever reason, we never got to see it in WWE. We saw hints of it here and there sprinkled across a bunch of years. So the only thing that would suck about AEW doing Big Show or Paul White versus Shaquille O'Neal is the fact that there's no historical footage to back up this feud it's just word um but uh that's just again super mind-blowing probably the biggest news from that from AEW this week and big show's final heel turn in wwe happened to be him joining (laughs) aew Matches, though, we saw John Moxley pick up the victory over Ryan Nemeth. John Moxley spoke about beating Kenny Omega and the exploding barbed wire death match afterwards. He was super fired up. And I don't know if I misinterpreted the promo or not. He said it seems like a hell of a way to go out if he if he loses, I think. So does that mean that if he loses, he's done? I don't know if that's what he was saying or not. But we also had Lance Archer and Phoenix backstage. Basically like, you were the worst tag team partner I ever had. They start brawling. It still sets up for the main event. Team Taz picks up the victory over the Varsity Blondes. The victory here makes sense. I just wish we had different tag team champions. I don't... That's like the Young Bucks. Again, with the Good Brothers. They don't need the championships. They're not doing anything as tag team champions right now. Even though they're in a feud with MJF and Chris Jericho, to me, they're not doing anything with those titles. They're barely on TV right now. And uh, hopefully Varsity Blondes get get into that tag team title picture at some point. But after this match, a video of, of Darby Allin played. He's being dragged in a body bag still. It ends up, we see Sting driving a car. And Sting unzips the body bag. I have no idea why he continued to drag Darby Allen in the body bag or why he would do that or even how he got Darby Allen. We saw he was kidnapped and now he's not kidnapped. I don't know. There was no explanation from there. But Sting comes out with the body bag. He unzips it and Taz's son Hook was inside 
And then Darby Allen did the WrestleMania zip line down and hit Team Taz with the skateboards. And Sting joined in. So they got the upper hand there. It seemed like a uh, a super go-home show moment. I don't know why they they did it on the, the not-go-home show. I don't think it's the go-home show. I think they're, that match on a pay-per-view, I believe. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a fun pop for, for the, the, the zip lining spot. And now I guess they have it set up. They could use it in the future for Darby. I don't think they will. And I kind of don't think they should. I think it should be like the one and done pop. Um, after that, we saw Kip Sabian, Penelope Ford and Miro sit down with Tony Schiavone. Miro ends up begging Chuck Taylor to come back to him as a, as an assistant. Uh, and then Tony gets interrupted. The interview gets interrupted. Tony's handed an elementary school style note from the best friends asking them to wrestle Miro and Kip Sabian at Revolution. It was like the check yes or check no gimmick where you have a crush on a girl and you hand it to her best friend and say, oh, can you hand it to her and have her check yes if she likes me, check no if she doesn't. And then you get your heart crushed when the paper comes back with an <laughs> a check box of no. But uh, that's what that segment was. I didn't care for it. I thought it was a stupid segment. Uh, but we probably will be seeing Kip Sabian and Miro versus Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy at Revolution. After that, we saw Jake Hager pick up the victory over Brandon Cutler. I could have done without this match. Just They could have done the, the setup for what they did afterwards just in a different segment. The Young Bucks come out. Well, first of all, the inner circle, they, they come out and beat down Brandon Cutler afterwards. Young Bucks come out and wait. They just stood there and waited for Santana and Ortiz to turn around so they could hit the super kick gimmick. They didn't even try to help Brandon Cutler. Hager gets away and then uh, Matt Jackson called Chris Jericho and MJF out. And uh, it shows up on the, the screen. They were backstage. They had attacked Matt Sr. Matt Sr. was covered in blood doing the Undertaker eyes gimmick, which was bizarre to me, but... Uh, overall, <laughs> I, I thought it was a, I mean, I probably wasn't supposed to be a funny segment. I thought it was a funny segment, but that's just build for the pay-per-view between MJF, Chris Jericho and the young bucks. I need a real tag team to win the titles. Not to say Chris Jericho and MJF aren't a real tag team. We've seen them tag up before. I just want different tag team champions. And honestly, <laughs> I want younger tag team uh, uh, holders. MJF, super young. Chris Jericho, not young at all. But uh, I, for whatever reason, I don't think I would mind if, if Paul White and, and Billy Gunn were to become champions there. Reunite Shogun. Uh, just, for, just for a little bit. But after that, we saw Adam Page pick up the victory over Isaiah Cassidy. Matt Hardy had TH2 ringside, which they distracted the referee, and Matt Hardy was able to attack Adam Page. But Dark Order members Johnny Silver and Alex Reynolds came out to tell the referee that Matt Hardy's attacking Adam Page behind her back. 
Matt Hardy gets tossed from the ringside. And afterwards, Matt Hardy ends up saying that he's going to hurt everyone in Dark Order. And he appears on the entrance ramp and he ends up tossing Alan Angles 5 off of the stage through a table. So I don't think Adam Page is in Dark Order yet, but I like the aspect of Dark Order continuously helping Adam Page and then wearing him down perhaps to show that they actually are and want to be his friend. Uh, After that, we had Kenny Omega constructing what he called an extermination chamber for John Moxley at Revolution. This one, that as soon as he said what he said, my my jaw dropped. Because the only thing I could possibly associate with that word, that phrase, is the Holocaust. I don't think that it was a very, very poor choice of words. I don't think there any anti there's no anti-Semitism there, I'm sure. But it was just very off to hear that. If you Google extermination chamber, the only thing that comes up is Holocaust related. I don't know if it was there there was them trying to knock the elimination chamber for for WWE or not. But that was a very, very poor choice of words there. Um, after that though, we had Nyla Rose pick up the victory over Britt Baker to advance to the semifinals of that women's tournament. I would have preferred Britt Baker in the, in the semifinals there, but now I can only assume that Nyla Rose is going to be losing in the semifinals and they didn't want Britt Baker to, to lose. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it'll be Thunder Rosa versus Yuka Sakazaki or something like that. I don't know, though. But the main event of AEW Dynamite saw Lance Archer pick up the victory over Phoenix to qualify for the face of the Revolution ladder match. This was a really good main event. And I hope from now on we'll see Phoenix as a single star. I like the Lucha Bros and everything, but I think we really need Phoenix as a as a single star. He is like by definition it. So I really I do hope that that we'll see that soon. But that was AEW Dynamite going to kick it over to a quick ad break for Manscaped and we'll be right back here on Marking Out. Support for Marketing Out is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Look, I mean, I've done it. Dave's done it. Brandon's never done it. You're down there. You you know, shave it up, making sure everything looks clean and fresh, and you get a nick. Get a little cutsky there, and it stinks. It's no, it, it's no fun whatsoever. So that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months 
perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. So essentially, it's the ball hair trimmer equivalent of Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. And they just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. Because we all know that Brandon's gonna need it. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. So that way, you don't make a mess all over your bathroom. The one coolest feature is the LED light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer, more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7000 RPM motor with quiet shrug technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. So that way, I can charge my lawnmower 3.0, my camera batteries, and my phone all on the same shelf. Huzzah! If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours and get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS, that's one for this uh, read, at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS, that's two for this read, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code REGARDLESS. That's three for the three. And folks, if you want your boomer sooner to be fruity, delicious, fruity, fruity, delicious, fruity, delicious, well, then use the code REGARDLESS to get 20% off and free shipping. That's now four for this read. Don't forget to sauce it. Use the coupon code REGARDLESS. Save 20% off and free shipping. It's a new year. You want a new you. It starts with your nuts. So keep those things nice and clean. Go to manscaped.com. Use the coupon code REGARDLESS. Get yourself a lawnmower. Maybe you, uh, maybe you don't want to use that. Maybe you want to keep your ears and nose hair fresh. You get the weed whacker. That thing's awesome, too. Uh, they've got great colognes. Outstanding. Manscaped.com. But for now, let's get to the world of sports entertainment that's right and we're gonna welcome on dave dave how you doing hey i am shot i guess no pun intended i got my vaccine the other day and i am exhausted right now oh, so now you feel like you have covid or something or no not at all not at all just what, tired. <laughs> uh, i heard a bunch of people who got the shot feel like that no i got the pfizer i mean uh, i got the pfizer shot yesterday um i at around like 4 a.m I had um, chills, like really, really cold, um, where I was just freezing at like 4 a.m. It woke me up. I tried to put blankets on me, and it's just I was just so cold. Um, and then I also had a pretty, I had a pretty bad headache yesterday after getting it. And then today, like, eh. But outside of that, I took two Advils, um, and I, I feel all right now. You know, just tired. I know somebody I think, else that got the the Pfizer vaccine and he felt a little stiff. No, I think he took the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. I think he took a uh, little COVID humor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think so he may have definitely took the taking the wrong thing. But you know. Oh my God, that's so stupid. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel I feel good. I'm just tired from I think the day overall. You know. Yeah. More so than the shot itself. But, I mean, it's expected. Even after you get the flu shot, you are prone to having headaches and 
fever and chills and stuff like that too. Yeah. So. I know my uh my friend that had that had COVID said after his second dose it felt like he had COVID again but worse. I don't but know. it went I, away, so I mean it apparently I did have COVID, you know, back in March. I, but maybe not. Maybe you just somehow got like I the yeah, antibodies I don't for it. I mean I, I t- did test positive for antibodies like back in um j- July maybe. So around I don't then. Think that like guarantees that you had it though, right? I don't know. I yeah, or that I came in close contact with it where my body developed the um, the antibodies for that, but I mean, I had a little, a few days in March where I was just feeling really, really bad, um, but not respiratory or anything like that. So it could have been that, but other than that, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to win. It's my, uh, yeah. it's my 10 year anniversary of being on marking out today. Wow. <laughs> as, as I said, I think the last episode, I think we have an anniversary almost every episode. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's my anniversary, I guess. It's because yeah. we went to, uh, or no, actually, did we decide that? Yeah, right, because the SmackDown was way earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was before we went to Rascal Flats. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Good so. deal. Well, I know you want to talk about it, and I want to talk about it. So let's get on to some sports entertainment and speak about Elimination Chamber. Took place, Thunderdome, Tampa, Florida. Uh, before the pay-per-view, it was announced that Keith Lee was injured by Bobby Lashley and he'd be replaced by the winner of the match on the kickoff show. The winner of that match was John Morrison. He defeated Ricochet, Mustafa Ali, and Elias. And, I mean, as of right now, we still don't really know about Keith Lee. It could be COVID-related. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, I mean, not going to spread any rumors or anything like that, but still nothing really out there about it. Yeah, but uh, Retribution ended up taking Ricochet out at the end of that match, so maybe their feud is going to be back on. I don't think I we didn't see anything of that on Raw. No, you didn't. But next up, you had the Elimination ma- uh, Chamber match. One of them, D. Bry, picked up the victory over King Corbin, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Cesaro, and Jay Uso. Um, what I'm very did you like happy about this match? Started. I, I like that it started with Daniel Bryan and Cesaro because they they were they're always fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan had his knee worked on throughout the match, though. Uh, I, I I was very entertained by Sami Zayn the entire time. Yeah, I liked how when uh, when he was in the pod, um, just trying to not be in the match. Yeah, then he's yelling at people to get away from his pod. Yeah. Um, Cesaro, I liked him doing the pull-ups. Yeah, that was a cool That was spot. fun. Also, Sami Zayn trying to team with Kevin Owens was funny. Mm-hmm. But Kevin Owens, he put in some work in this match. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Um, I like that he hit all those stunners, that big moonsault. Um, yeah, a lot of lot of good spots in this match. But Debray coming out the victor. And as per contract... Directly after the match, once the ca- the chamber was raised, bravo, bravo! You got Roman Reigns coming down to the ring to face Daniel Bryan in what was a pretty quick match. But did you think that maybe Deep Bryan was about to get it right at the beginning? 
I didn't think that, but Daniel Bryan, he had so much taken out of him from that Elimination Chamber match, but it opens with Roman Reigns going for that spear only to get locked in that yes lock. Yeah, right at that moment, I was just like thinking, I'm like, that would be really interesting if that did actually happen, but then Roman Reigns just fought out of that, and that was really it. I still feel like he's going to be somehow added to a match at WrestleMania. We had afterwards, Roman Reigns chokes Daniel Bryan out and Edge almost immediately spears Roman Reigns and then points to the WrestleMania sign, solidifying Edge versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship at WrestleMania. So... I still feel like, and they even like teased it on SmackDown as well. I still feel like Daniel Bryan might end up in that match. And then I, Edge could even pin Daniel Bryan so it's not Roman Reigns who lost the match. I don't know. I don't, I, I understand why you say that and stuff, but I feel like it's going to be a one on one match and maybe Deep Fry faces I, Jey Uso. I don't know. I don't. I don't really see that happening. But I don't know. I, I after can't that, see we saw threat. Miz. What was that? I can't really see the triple threat aspect. I don't know. I. I don't know. WWE loves their triple threats. Eh, it wouldn't be the first one at WrestleMania. We saw the Miz confront Bad Bunny and and pushed him, and Bad Bunny ends up slapping Miz pretty freaking hard. Yeah. And uh, Damian Priest then showed up to stop Miz from doing anything to to Bad Bunny. So I thought that was pretty cool that he was still included on the the pay-per-view. Yeah, and I don't know if I said it as my markout moment last week, but... We couldn't have because it happened on Saturday. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay, then I'm going to hold it because that was it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But after that, we saw Riddle pick up the victory over John Morrison and Bobby Lashley. To win the United States Championship, which is something you 110% called. Yeah, I'm I'm good with this. I'm happy with this. Jomo was just a toss-in, in my opinion. And Lashley... Obviously, what do you mean? Of course he was. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but Lashley, I, I don't know. I like the direction of everything that's going with Lashley and the Hurt Business in general. Yeah, and I like this match. I like Lashley doing that torture rack into the... The ring post that that he did to John Morrison. I like John Morrison using MVP's crutch during this. um, Which then Riddle used. I don't think John Morrison didn't get to use it. Because Lashley uh, locked John Morrison in the heart lock. Yeah. But then Riddle pinned John Morrison to pick up that victory. So Lashley still kind of comes out looking strong. I For sure. You know. Next up you had... Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler pick the pick up the victory over Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. Tag team titles on the line? Um, no. I believe so. Were they? I think so. I don't think they were. I feel like they were, though. I don't know. But no matter what, <laughs> Baszler and Nia Jax picked up the victory. Um, what's your take? Um, it was for the titles. And... Like, first of all, Reginald was touting the team of Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks before the match, but ends up costing them the actual match. He brought Sasha Banks champagne to use during it. The referee takes the champagne and Nia Jax takes advantage of that referee distraction. 
yeah, Sasha was just like, I'm not cheating. I'm not doing that. Like, and then that totally got her to lose her focus. And I'm happy that Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler won this match, but I really don't think I would have minded as much as I hated the fact that, that Asuka was both the women's champion and the raw tag team champion, not the raw tag team, the just in general, the tag team champions. I didn't mind when Bailey and Sasha Banks were both tag team champions and Raw and SmackDown champions. I don't know. I'm, I think that Jackson Baszler are better to win, especially because next week on NXT we have to consider too. Right, but that still could have been like a different match anyway. anyway. I, I don't see it. But I'm such a fan of Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair as a tag team, so I, I kind of wouldn't have minded that. Yeah, I think but, that I think that they work really well together, and I like Reginald's uh, involvement too. Yeah, and what's cool get is to this... Reginald is involved, and Carmella doesn't even have to be involved either. But it's still continuing their storyline. And uh, when we got to this match, I was like, "Oh wow, the main event is already happening." It was like super early. Mm-hmm. But Drew McIntyre picks up the victory over Randy Orton, Kofi Kingston, Jeff Hardy. Sheamus and AJ Styles. It started with Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton, which I didn't like seeing them start. Yeah, it was it was a slow start for me. But Kofi Kingston eliminated Randy Orton first. And that was definitely surprising, and it was a quick pin too. It was just a roll up, right? A schoolboy. Yeah, um, but then Randy Orton retaliates, hits Kofi Kingston and Jeff Hardy with RKO's. And AJ Styles had Amos rip the glass from his pod open so he could try to run in there and pin them. And I thought that was really funny. Yeah, smart um, move. I mean, you know. Which I, I don't know. Some Something like that. Maybe that shouldn't be like a thing. But there's no DQ, so. I mean, would, would have it counted if he wasn't legally in the match yet? Yeah, I think because once he's in, he's in. We've had we've seen stuff similar to that happen before. Mm-hmm. Even um, one of the the elimination chambers, Edge was in one for, I want to say Monday Night Raw and lost, and then beat somebody up who was supposed to be in the SmackDown one during the entrances, I think, and entered and won the elimination chamber. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I mean, it's whatever. I, it was a good spot, regardless of that. Uh, but Adam Pierce tossed Amos from ringside. I was hoping this match would come down to Sheamus and Drew McIntyre, and as it, it didn't. Should, as it should have. It came down to Drew McIntyre and AJ Styles. I don't know why it didn't, but I liked the the Claymore reversal that he had for the phenomenal forum. Yeah. Um, and I also kind of wish that Drew McIntyre was in this match first to overcome everybody else and put him and push him further, further more over as a, a WWE champion. But then that would have done, there was the same, they worked that angle with Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. So, but after this match, Bobby Lashley runs out. We didn't even mention we saw MVP and The Miz backstage talking before this main event. Lashley runs down, attacks Drew McIntyre. And The Miz then runs out 
and takes advantage of Drew McIntyre, defeats him to become the WWE champion, successfully cashing in the Money in the Bank contract 10 years later. I was, I was, I have a pop, pop for this big time. I, I totally agree with you. I think that this cash in was, I guess, not a surprise because no. he did mention it. Yeah, it was basically but, a spoiler at that point. <laughs> yeah, but it was still managed to be a surprise, if that makes yeah. sense. But I thought it was great. But let's get on to it. Let's talk about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Which opens up with the new WWE Champion, The Miz on Miz TV. He mentions that he is the only two-time Grand Slam champion. Had me super confused at first, but apparently nobody else has won the titles multiple times. Really? Which is just bizarre to me. Multiple-time WWE champion, multiple-time tag team champion, multiple Intercontinental and United States. Mm -hmm. That's crazy to me. There are so many people who are Grand Slam champions, and not one of them is a two-time? (laughs) Two-time? So, Miz just continuing to solidify his Hall of Fame career... But uh, as for Miz TV, Bobby Lashley and MVP came out. MVP brought up the agreement. That turned out that it was Lashley gets the first shot at the WWE Championship if he helps Miz win it. Which I think was predictable, that Yeah, aspect. very I mean, much so, yeah. You knew, um, but, you knew Lashley, or at least somewhat, well, I guess really just Lashley, because the other two are tag team champs. Yeah, and Lashley now doesn't care about the United States Championship. Riddle can have that run. It doesn't matter to him. He wants the U- the WWE Championship. Mm-hmm. Miz, though, oh, there's no time. I'm so busy with this. I'm so busy with that. And Bobby Lashley gave him an ultimatum for later on in the night. He set the timer at one hour. They had a countdown clock and everything. <laughs> um, yeah. Should we just talk about that now? Yeah, might, might as well go right into it. An hour later on Monday Night Raw, the ultimatum comes. Miz comes out and says that he needs more time. And then Braun Strowman showed up demanding a title shot. Shane McMahon then shows up. (laughs) Braun Strowman challenges Bobby Lashley um, since he wasn't going to be getting Miz and Shane. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, and Shane, Shane ends up making the match. I think at WrestleMania, we might see Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman. Um, five years ago, four years ago, I would have said, please, no, don't, why? It, it should be a squash match. But, after seeing Shane McMahon's recent run at WrestleMania, from The Miz to AJ Styles um, to Undertaker... It's hard not to root for Shane McMahon to have a match. The match that Shane sets up is Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley. And if Braun wins, it'll be a triple threat next week for the WWE Championship. It led to Bobby Lashley attacking Braun Strowman. And then we had the main event later on, which we'll get to. But we saw a vignette 
Uh, actually, you know, before that, we saw Matt Riddle defeat John Morrison. Uh, it was non-title. Good back and forth in this, but I thought maybe Ali or Elias would be in this match and in the title scene. Mm-hmm. Because John Morrison, like, he lost cleanly. Mm, maybe. But we did see a vignette for Rhea Ripley. It was just basically confirming that she will be on Monday Night Raw. I'm all for it. Yeah. I'm excited. Next match, we saw New Day pick up the victory over Retribution. Mustafa Ali had them do their finisher more than once. And Xavier Woods took T-Bar out. Kofi Kingston took advantage of that. And then Ali ends up yelling at Retribution after that. But it seemed like the only person to have blamed on that loss there would be Ali. I totally agree with you. Making them show off. But yeah. we saw the Hurt Business and, pick and up that the victory. has the tendency. He keeps on having them attack more and attack more and attack more and get so... Uh, hung up with it that he just doesn't go for the victory yeah her business picked up the victory over lucha house party in a tornado tag team match i didn't get it Mm-hmm. yeah i didn't understand why this was a match yeah i know it seemed like a super one-sided match at first then there was like a quick turnaround for lucha house party but it wasn't like it wasn't long Mm-hmm. Um, but we just we need new challengers for the the tag team titles. Yeah, I totally um, agree. Earlier in the night, though, we saw Bad Bunny and Damian Priest being interviewed, and Bad Bunny was saying that he'll be champion for a long time with Damian Priest on his side. And then our truth was in the background, kind of like looked like he was going to try to pin bad bunny for it mm-hmm. but damian priest threatened him so he's basically like bad bunny's bodyguard here yeah when do you think he's going to turn on him though i think we're gonna see bad bunny taking a mania that would make the most sense like I, I i definitely agree with you i think he'll take it to mania do you think priest will turn on him i mean i don't think so i just see priest more of a heel i don't know that that's why I like. I mean, the only reason he's face kind is because of um, uh, rough. That short-lived angle. Uh, I don't know. But Damian Priest picks up the victory over Angel Garza, and I questioned this the other week. The reckoning is now called "Hit the Lights." So he did have to change his finishers. <laughs> really? It just took them a bit to realize that they had somebody on the roster named Reckoning. That's interesting. Good call on that. Um, but a bunch of people came out for the 24-7 championship afterwards. Damian Priest took out Akira Tozawa. He took out Umberto Carrillo. Bad Bunny tossed Drew Gulak over the top rope. So he uh, saved his, his title. And he continues his title run. Do you know or remember seeing? Yes. On this date, the 26th of February, Drew Gulak at Chikara? Um. The answer is no. 
He was Soldier Ant. Oh, I knew that. But his tag team partner, <laughs> we saw Orange Cassidy there as well. Yeah, I, I I looked up who was who after that. Yeah, that was the uh, the the angle. I think it was the the beginning of the colony where the with the shard and yeah that well, that, well the the colony was already really getting yeah but the, the the feud with the colony where yeah they joined mm-hmm. the shard i don't remember what the other name was but um i don't remember uh but back to monday night raw we saw randy orton speak about alexa bliss and what happened last week and then all of a sudden he starts choking and coughs up some black goo uh, this had shades of Papa Shango and Ultimate Warrior all over it. Papa Shango was trending on Twitter for quite some time after that. But it's funny because during during this promo, I Randy Orton like coughed during it. And I was like, I wonder if that was a shoot cough, like because you never really hear wrestlers cough during a promo. Yeah. And then later on, we come to find out that it was uh, just a, a selling point for what was to come, and I thought that was pretty cool. I agree, and the thing that sucks about this all we've never had closure to that i have never had closure to that feud. my god i have never had closure for that feud because i don't care about anybody else i need closure i remember that feud i remember coughing up the blood i remember all of the tactics that papa shango was going was doing it was leading up to shango versus ultimate warrior and then someone had to big league and leave wwe for another company. And I never got my uh, my Papa Shango Ultimate Warrior feud to conclude. And, well, uh, you did get to see Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax versus Asuka and Charlotte Flair again. Not, not as good, but yeah, we got to see that too. Champions picked up the victory here. And Charlotte Flair looked so completely out of it. So burnt out. She wasn't moving how she normally would during the matches. It was super weird. Mm-hmm. And uh, she ends up accidentally kicking Asuka. Baszler goes to throw Charlotte out of the ring, but Flair threw her out of the ring. And instead of checking on Asuka, she just walked out of the ring. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was goofy. But after the match, she goes to help Asuka up and Asuka yells at her. So, I feel like we're going to be seeing... I think that might be the Raw main event. The Raw match at WrestleMania. I can see that. I can and I swear to God, I really hope it's not Flair going over again. I can't take it twice. <laughs> no, no, no. I can't. But Flair backed up. She looked annoyed at Asuka. And then later on, she was backstage yelling at Ric Flair to just go home. He clarifies that he never said the baby, uh, Lacey Evans' baby was his. He was just saying that he thought she could be great. And he wanted to expand the Flair brand. And Charlotte's like, I just want to be me. I want to be Charlotte Flair. And I think it... I feel really weird saying this, but I think it might have been the best promo from Charlotte that I've ever seen. There was like a lot of emotion behind it. It completely explains how goofy she was being in the match and how out of it she was. So I thought it was pretty, I thought it was really good. I totally agree. And hey, Ric Flair's not going to be a dad again. 
<laughs> I mean, that's always a um, plus. Next match. Why is that a plus? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I should clarify. It's a plus because it's not going to proceed with the Lacey Evans storyline as him okay. and her. That is Sheamus, what I mean. <laughs> Sheamus picks up the victory over Jeff Hardy, and I didn't get this either. Sheamus, I think, should have been way more pissed than he was in this match because, and I think he should have been in that ultimatum segment. He never got his one-on-one with McIntyre. That's true. He should have been super fired up. This match took too long for that. Yeah. Very After true. that, we saw Naomi and Lana pick up the victory over Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. It was a quick match. Stupid. Um, but I, I did like uh, Bad and Blonde using the double X factor, which led to that end of the match. I mean, I Dana and Mandy, I think, should be competing for the Tag Team Championships again. Yeah, but here's the thing is that Naomi and Lana have that tag team title shot still. Yeah, they should lose it. So, I don't know when that's going to be taking place, but the match after that, we saw AJ Styles defeat Ricochet. I didn't get this match either. What was the Just point? Random. Yeah. you. I mean, it would make more sense if it was Ali versus Ricochet. Yeah. It was just AJ, Amos AJ. hitting that huge double choke slam on on Ricochet afterwards. That was the, the the main thing. Yeah, I mean the AJ Ricochet we just had a few weeks ago or last week. It was definitely not. I don't think it was last week. I can't say definitely, but I don't think it was last week. It was a quite quite some time ago. No, I believe so. Yeah, because we had that cool ago. that cool uh, Styles clash out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Main event saw Bobby Lashley pick up the victory over Braun Strowman. I thought I was going to hate this match. But I didn't mind it at all. Hey, that's always a plus when uh, you don't mind it. Lashley kicks out of the power slam. Not many people have done that. I don't know how many people have. but No, that's and that's huge, you know. Um, it was And then he hit Mark- that huge spine buster, which was like, holy crap. Yeah. Marking out 521. Mm. That so, was a few weeks ago. Yeah. Was AJ picking up the victory over Ricochet? Yeah. So last month. But yeah. uh, if you want to hear like... what we think about that episode and that, go go check out episode 521. <laughs> I, I didn't like Lashley knocking Strowman out with the hurt lock afterwards. I. Braun has really been putting over Lashley a lot, which, I mean. After seeing it, it's hard not to view Lashley as a monster. Yeah, when he came out there and beat up Drew McIntyre, I was like, "Oh no, please don't, don't tell me that Miz sold his case or something to MVP for Lashley." I, I want Miz's title run to be like super long and meaningful, mm-hmm. and I was super scared that Miz was going to be losing the title on Raw. And I think a really? lot of people thought that. But I, um, I, I'm surprised that you felt that way. Yeah, because it, it's it. Everyone is saying Miz is a transitional tra- champion, and I really hope that's not the case. I disagree with that. I don't think he's a transitional champion at all. Well, we're gonna find out if he is. I, we don't know. Next week, he could lose the title. I think that the Miz is. 
If a he loses of, the title next week, he's a transitional champion. No, he's a Hall of Famer. Everybody's got to respect the Miz. Yeah, but that's still a transitional title run. Hey, respect the best. Miz comes out, goes to hit Lashley, but Lashley takes him out to end Monday Night Raw. I I really don't want Bobby Lashley to win the WWE Championship next week, but if you keep building him up the way he's been built up, I, again, can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> Wouldn't mind seeing Bobby Lashley as WWE champion. Don't make me say it. Don't make me say it. What? Uh, you made me say it. I'd agree with you. I think that I want to see Lashley as champion right now. When and... they brought him back, it was just like, I, Lashley is Bobby Lashley. We We didn't like him when he left. We didn't like him when he came back, even though... People it, were like, oh my God, Bobby Lashley. Yeah, even though I totally marked out for him returning. Then like, I was just like the week after, I'm like, oh wait, no, that's that's why. I, okay. It happened at, his, at the end of his run in WWE the first time. It happened at the end of his run in Impact Wrestling. It happened again when he came back to WWE. But the way that they're building him up is how they should have been building him up from the start. I totally agree with you. And... I don't know. I was when I was watching it. I was drawing comparisons to even Roman Reigns in his attacks and beatdowns. Like that's kind of that visualization of that kind of a monster where it's just brutal. Like when he was beating down uh, Uso, right before they teamed up together. When he was beating them down and everything like that, it just made me think of that sort of a beatdown. And hey, sign me up. Speaking of signing people up, the WWE Performance Center has now the largest group of signees in the history of the Performance Center. WWE, I'll, um, well, first of all, we just we should might as well say Zoe Stark, Gigi Dolan, and Cora Jade, who we've already seen debut on television, are part of this class, as well as Eli Drake, who is LA Knight. Yeah. Um, but as far as the other people in the class, um, Taya Valkyrie. Shocker. Not really a shocker. Yeah, not I think really. the writing's not been on really. the wall. But, but nice, nice. <laughs> um, and I was fully expecting to see her at the last NXT TakeOver, but um, it's just nice that she's finally in WWE. Yeah, she's officially signed now. Um, Bronson Rex Steiner. The son of Rick Steiner is in that class. He was an All-American running back at Kennesaw State. Hey, let's let's see what he does, you know. Why not? Yeah. And he's uh, he's uh he looks like a pro wrestler. He looks like Scott. Mm-hmm. So looking forward to that. Uh AQA from Reality of Wrestling and Shimmer. She was trained by Booker T. Yeah, Reality of Wrestling's books uh, promotion. Parker Boudreaux uh, was an offensive lineman for the University of Central Florida. Everybody on social media has been calling him the next big thing because he somewhat resembles Brock Lesnar a bit. Interesting. Uh, which also have... I think could definitely be like a, a, a bad thing that everyone's comparing him to Brock Lesnar. Let him be his own person. Oh, but Paul Heyman was the one that originally brought Parker to everybody's attention on the internet. Very and we've seen him do some things on the internet. I don't know what they what they've been doing, but they're together. We've seen him with Eva Marie. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe we can get even Marie back in WWE through this. I don't think hey, so, but 2023, 2022, whatever year it is, 2022, we're a Rumble winner, Eva Marie. Yeah. Next up, we had Anthony Henry from uh, Evolve and also Harlan Bravado of the Bravados from Ring of Honor, Chikarin, NOAH, Noah. <laughs> NOAH. Yeah. Which is crazy. I didn't realize that Harlan Bravado was my age. I feel like he's such like a grizzled vet at this point. He is. Yeah. Uh, you also had um, Christian Casanova from Limitless, Beyond, and Chaotic Wrestling. Yeah, Drew Casper, who is a two-time All-American heavyweight wrestler for Otterbein University. Number one seeded wrestling in the NCAA uh, Division Three tournament before it was canceled due to COVID. They hey, signed you- his brother, Jacob, in October. And Jacob, I don't know if... I don't recall if that's the same person I... Th- I don't know if he was used on SmackDown, but Jacob was used on uh, NXT TV this week during the Cameron Grimes gimmicks. Oh, interesting. Hey, D3 Wrestling represent. You were D3? Yeah. D3. Oneonta. Quack. Oneonta's a D3? Is that how that works? Yeah. Well, I mean, you have D1, D2, D3. D2. Get upgraded or? Nah, D2 is actually. It's like smaller, I feel. Uh, there's a, I feel like there's a lot more schools in D3 and D1. Why can't the school get upgraded to a Division 1? I? I don't know. Probably just uh, quality. And then also, I'm sure it's a money deal with the colleges, too. Of course. It's all about the money with colleges. Yeah. Business. But when you try to donate a library to get your daughter in, you go to jail. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. Let's talk about Blake Christian, though. Yeah, Blake (laughs) Christian, uh, most recently on Impact Wrestling, also GCW and New Japan. He was signed. We knew this uh, when he was on the last Impact Plus event. I should have said cut it out. (laughs) 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 I don't know if she was donating a library, but... Maybe not, but still, yeah. Uh, Matrick Belton, I believe that's how you would pronounce that name, played Division One football for the University of South Kakalak, attended camps, training camps for the Eagles, not the band, the NFL team. <laughs> and he was <laughs> trained by the CZW Academy, so he has some training under his belt. Um, also, Cameron Clay, who worked as Cameron... Renee on the Indies, she did a few Evolve shows as well. You had um, Joe Ariola, uh, who's an amateur wrestler. He was undefeated uh, as a state champion in high school. He wrestled for the University of Buffalo and qualified for the uh, 2016 NCAA tournament. Yeah. Avery um, Taylor wrestled for Evolve and Shine. Uh, Carissa Rivera, who we have seen do stuff in WWE before. We mentioned Bobby Lashley before. She, at one point, I think it was during that, not I think, it was definitely during that Liv Morgan era of Bobby Lashley with Lana and everything. She Mm -hmm. was Bobby Lashley's ex-wife on Monday Night Raw. (laughs) But we also saw her tag on SmackDown with Chris Statlander. Um, I know Chris and I definitely marked out when when Statlander was on SmackDown with with Rivera here. Mm-hmm. Also, I believe she was on she's definitely done stuff in NXT as well. 
but her father was uh, Steve King, who wrestled for WWF in the 70s and the 80s. Um, so that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, that's the largest signing PC ever. class ever. Yeah. Hey. Moving over to the NXT brand, the show NXT itself. We opened with Dexter Loomis picking up the victory over Johnny Gargano. I love the choke out. You know, I love how Loomis, after he chokes them out, he like caresses their hair and like, it's as if he, like, has some sort of sympathy, and then he just, like, tosses them to the side. Like, I always yeah. think of, like, Lenny uh, <laughs> petting a ra- the rabbit, you know? I liked the mind games that Dexter Loomis plays. I I totally agree with you. Indy Hartwell <laughs> really likes flirted, it. flirting with Dexter Loomis during this match. <laughs> I love Indy, Indy Hartwell. She's too funny. But we saw Candice LeRae get involved, uh, which uh, Dexter Loomis stopped. She tried to do a Hurricane Rana. She, she, he placed her back on the ring apron. But Johnny Gargano later on tries to use a chair, which Dexter Loomis stops. And while Johnny Gargano faked a knee injury, the referee's distracted. Austin Theory picks up the chair to hit Dexter Loomis with, but Loomis moves out of the way. Gargano accidentally bumps uh, Austin Theory off the the ring apron, and he loses the match. Backstage, we see Johnny Gargano yell at Austin Theory about not using the chair and how easy it could have been to just use the chair. Yeah, but but we don't know what took place the following week, uh, last week. Very bizarre. Austin Theory said Loomis didn't deserve it, and he's kind of misunderstood. Yeah, it's... I don't know. And then know. Indy Hartwell professed that she thinks that he's hot. <laughs> and Gargano's, like, yelling at Austin Theory, I'm sending you to therapy! <laughs> <laughs> um, so we shall see what happens with the way in Dexter Loomis after that, but we saw a video package for MSK just to hype them up. Um, which is important, you know? Yeah. And then we were, we were, they were about to be interviewed after that, but the grizzled young veterans attacked them and they, I don't know if they, they must've successfully done it. Wes Lee was holding his hand and like crying out about his hand. It was in a chair. Mm-hmm. So they must've crushed his hand at one point during that, that brawl. Yeah. Um, Earlier on, we saw Malcolm Bivens kind of goat Leon Ruff into accepting a match with, with Tyler Rust. And then he also cut a promo about Tyler Rust before the match. And Swerve, Isaiah Swerve Scott, attacked Leon Ruff. So Leon Ruff versus Tyler Rust didn't happen. Which, I mean, I don't know. I'm I was okay not expecting Swerve Scott in that at all i he came out of nowhere so i thought when i was texting you you said that you did see that coming i don't think i said that i i i then i misunderstood because i did not expect that at all there was that he was hanging upside down doing his taunt and just bam got rocked right in the face just looked nasty but uh throughout the night cameron grimes he had watched 
a million dollar man promo and then <laughs> offered up some money to somebody to dribble a basketball 10 times <laughs> and the guy did it and he goes man i should have watched the end of the video <laughs> he didn't see million dollar man kick the ball out from under the kid but later on he does the challenge again with anriel howard i don't know if that's how you actually pronounce her name but she was a former WNBA player. She was a signee from, I believe, December. And she's a lot taller than him. Yeah, but he tried it with her, and he tried to kick the ball. She evaded it, and she got to the 10 dribbles as well. And then he tried one more time and uh, just decked uh, Jacob uh, Casper. Yeah. So I thought that I thought it was really funny, and Casper still got the money when he woke up. At least I assume. Do you think that this is going to continue with him trying to learn? From yeah, I think man? he's going to keep losing the money, and he'll eventually end up being poor again, or <laughs> not poor. I don't know if he was poor to start with, but well, I mean, you could think like trailer, like you could, like he would go back to the trailer park and stuff like that. Yeah, because I feel like that's kind of like his character is more like a trailer park character. Yeah, uh, matchup next, we saw Io Shirai pick up the victory over Zoe Stark. This stems from William Regal being impressed with Zoe Stark's match from last week. So he gave this to her. I thought it was a super weird start. Very yeah. awkward. The second half was much better, but... Well, like, um, the first the first half took me totally out of it. I mean, you had that one spot where Io went to flip over Zoe Stark's back, and... I don't know if it was Zoe not boosting her or Io not doing it correctly, but Io flopped uh, over it pretty much. And then it just looked like such poor communication at moments. And then there was, I think she dove to the outside of the ring, and after that dive, everything kind of just spun around and started to click a little bit better. Yeah, and they're definitely building up Stark, so I'm interested in seeing more of her. I, I liked... I, from what I've seen on Twitter before I even knew her, like as Zoe Stark, I would see her videos all over our timeline, mm-hmm. like training videos and whatnot and matches. And I, I was impressed with that stuff. So, yeah. uh, after that, we saw Tony come out and basically, uh, said that Io Shirai is willing to fight anybody except for her, and then Io said any time, any place. Yeah, Tony pretty much goaded her into uh, going to William Regal to demand the uh, the match, Not yeah, which so I think match... is cool. I think it's cool. Like, Tony Storm isn't demanding the match. It's Io. And I think the match is taking place next week? Two, uh, weeks? two weeks. Two weeks. Two next weeks. week is the tag team match, and then the week after is going to be this match. Right. Uh, after that, though, we saw Zia Lee pick up the victory over Casey Catanzaro. They kept mentioning Mei Ying, that Mei Ying was watching on. So I don't know if they changed Tian Sha's name or if that's not Tian Sha. Didn't they say Tian Sha in the advertisement promo? I don't know. WWE tweeted out Tian Sha, but they were actually calling her Mei Ying. Mei Ying was one of the names that was that was uh, filed for a trademark when WWE filed a bunch of names. Maybe they'll say one's a 
name and what's a nickname? Like I don't like Mei Ying could be like the actual person that Tian Sha took over, or they might be two different people. I have no idea. That's a interesting aspect. Could be because we know Tian Sha is thousands of years old. Yeah, it she's would explain how Mei Ying kind of separates the two. I yeah. guess. Uh, but this match went longer than I thought it would. Uh, yeah, definitely. Casey Kenzaro did a great, put up a great fight. But Zia Lee, I I love her kicks, and I think it's so cool. Even her entrance, and this was a good match. I'm I'm, I'm actually now thinking if it was a an actual win or was it a no contest. It was an actual win. Uh, Casey Kenzaro couldn't continue, so the referee called the match. Right. Well, and she got Zia her knee won. stomped on the steel step, so that's what, like, I don't know if... Yeah, they, they declared Zia Lee the winner. Um, but Caden Carter went after May after the match, but Boa blocked it. And she signals to Zia Lee, who then went and knocked the ever-loving heck out of Casey Catanzara with the kick. And she told Caden Carter that she's next. So I guess we're going to see that both of them lock up maybe next week or the week after. I think that's safe to say. Yeah. After this, you had a Kai Gonzalez hype video, uh, really giving them a boost heading into next week. Yeah, the uh, the May Young, not the May Young, the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic victors there. Yeah. Uh, after that, we saw the Grizzled Young Veterans pick up the victory over Drake, Maverick, and Killian Dane. It wasn't a one-sided match. No. Killian Dane and Drake Maverick putting some work into this match. I think they're such a fun team. Yeah, but, but, you know, I'm not going to dispute what happened after the match backstage. Backstage, Alexander Wolf confronts Killian Dane afterwards because he was carrying Drake. And he was like, you used to be a monster. What happened to you? Yeah, former. Because if you're like just now tuning into NXT, you don't know anything. Yeah, former you don't know former the members. Alexander of... Wolf and Killian Dane were part of Sanity together. Yeah, Sanity. Will Alexander Wolf eventually turn Killian Dane and Dane joins Imperium? I wouldn't be surprised because you saw Dane kind of think about it a little bit, and then he went back to Maverick, but. Maverick is holding him back. He dropped Maverick, but he dropped him. He put him down. Yeah. But then, I mean, he called up the doc or medic. So I wonder what will happen there. I think Dane is going to turn on him and he's going to go with uh, Wolf. Or at least if he doesn't go with Wolf, he's going to just be his own guy. And maybe at some point him and Wolf link up again. But next up, you had an amazing match. You had... Carrying Cross picked up the victory over Santos Escapar in a no DQ match. It started in the in the parking lot. Yeah, all of Legado del Fantasma were involved, so it was kind of like a three on one. Yeah, I was surprised that Santos Escobar actually got out of the car. I thought for a moment that um, uh, Walker and no Wild Joaquin Wild. Yeah, Wild and uh, the other Raul guy Mendoza. Yeah, I'm I'm just not going to say their names. But Escobar's friends uh, were blocking the car for a bit. And I thought for sure Escobar was going to stay in the car. And Cross was going to, like, 
rip the door off or break the glass to get through to him. But no, I popped at Escobar's gear because it was quite similar to gear that he wore in AAA. Ah, so I thought that was cool. But we saw a Doomsday Saito through the table, uh, and I just I thought this match was fantastic. Totally agree. Kind of, and kind you of didn't ironic. really have a Scarlet Bordeaux or Scarlet uh, interference as well. Yeah, but it was kind of ironic that this was the main event of. NXT over on Dynamite, they had Lance Archer versus Phoenix, kind of similar. Yeah, yeah. Um, after this match, we saw LA Knight just say that he can debut whenever he wants. Yeah, he's not going to do it on anybody else's watch but his. And to close out NXT, Adam Cole came out. They showed footage of Kyle O'Reilly being carted out last week. And Adam Cole basically saying he doesn't like who he's become and he's made a stupid mistake last week. Roderick Strong came out, yells at Adam Cole, and Balor comes out, pushed Roderick Strong and goes after Adam Cole. Roderick Strong goes to help Adam Cole. Adam Cole hits Balor with that super kick and then Roddy decks Adam Cole. And Cole gets up just Sad, heartbroken, apologizing, begging for Roderick Strong's forgiveness. And then they hugged, and Adam Cole low-blowed Roderick Strong and hit a super kick to finish. Solidifying that separation. of a finish. I thought it was a fantastic promo from Adam Cole showing us such an emotional side, like, oh, I'm so sorry, I, I made a mistake. Yeah, I guess he's going to have to get a new theme song, though. Yeah, that's undisputed. Yeah. Someone's going to have to change. be as good as... Wait, but it better... It, he's his The Undisputed Era theme song is Adam Cole. <laughs> it's the, the whole boom. Yeah, that's someone, someone's got to change their theme songs. Everybody's got to get a new theme song now. Yeah, you got to have a theme song matchup now. Moving to NXT UK, it opens up with Zaya Brookside. She picks up the victory over Nina Samuels. So now for one month, Nina Samuels has to be Zaya's personal assistant. So she started that off by carrying her bags out to the car afterwards. We saw another video package where Trent Seven was training to get under 205 to face... Uh, Jordan Devlin for that 205, the Cruiserweight Championship. Sam Gradwell confronts Ilya Dragunov backstage, and Ilya just warned him, saying, like, next time you're, if you, like, actually want to match with me, you're not going to have security here to to be here. Um, So that'll take place next week, as well as Kaylee Ray versus Mako Satomura for the NXT UK Women's Championship. I don't know if I see Kaylee Ray losing, but mm-hmm. it'll be tough to not see Mako Satomura. They brought her in, big big signing for NXT UK. Uh, that's for which, sure. Which, by the way, it's rumored that Davy Boy Smith Jr. is signed to NXT UK. That'd that'd be great. If only they actually treated NXT UK as an actual brand instead of a joke. I don't think they treat it as a joke. I think they do. I mean, in in the larger scheme of everything, you have SmackDown, you have Raw, 
You yeah, also but it's have... hard to co- co- to incorporate UK over here when everybody's in the UK. Yeah, but I mean, there's. I mean, be we've some... seen Walter. We've seen we see Imperium in NXT right now. We see grizzled young veterans in NXT right now. Well, I, I at some point I understand with COVID it's a different stuff, but I really want NXT UK to be more respected. And, and also, be... the Dusty Classic last year was NXT UK versus NXT. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bob. I don't know. I want to see more involvement with the main roster. NXT UK should be represented in the Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, stuff like that. But again, it's quite difficult, I guess. And what, are you going to have a four-way, a fatal four-way Survivor Series team? You mean you wouldn't want to see that? I don't know. That's kind of messy. I'd see that. We saw Tyler Bate pick up the victory over Bailey Matthews, which they did not mention once that Bailey Matthews is the son of William Regal. He's a recent NXT UK signee. So that's that's pretty cool. They mentioned him training with Dave Taylor, but they didn't mention William Regal. Uh, But they aired a new uh, vignette for a new superstar that I did not know who he was. I went on the internet to look to see who he was. They didn't give us a name. I just saw people confirm online. It was Lucky Kid from WXW. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was kind of like a, a Tian Shah backstory. It wasn't like the he's thousands of years old or whatever. But it gave him a backstory and why we should care about who he is. So I thought that was pretty cool. I, I Aside from Tian Shah, I have not seen a... a like a video package like that with like background information as to who, why they are, who they are. Yeah. It was a cool aspect. Uh, Piper Niven and Ginny ended up getting into a brawl backstage and she made Sid Scala give them a mixed tag match. She chose Jack stars cause he just happened to randomly be there. So that I think that'll take place next week. Uh, we saw Aoife Valkyrie pick up the victory over Lana Austin and I think it's always great to see Aoife. I'm such a fan of hers. I say that every time she's mentioned on that show. Main event of NXT UK. Pretty deadly. Picked up the victory over Gallus to become the new NXT UK Tag Team Champions. Gallus held this title since October 2019. Long time. I was surprised. I wasn't like... I was not expecting Pretty Deadly to pick up the victory there. Mm-hmm. But they cheated. They used the tag team titles to win. So, those are new champions in NXT UK. But uh, so maybe maybe Kaylee Ray doesn't lose it next week. Mm-hmm. But it was a pretty lengthy reign. It was like five hundred something days. Um, but moving over to SmackDown, it opens up with Roman Reigns, who spoke about the pay per view, the Elimination Chamber, and he brought up how. Everything wasn't perfect because of Edge. Daniel Bryan came out. He kind of sarcastically puts Roman Reigns over. And he brings up how he thought Roman Reigns would have been the main event of the pay-per-view. And says maybe if that had happened, Daniel Bryan would have had enough time to recover and actually win the the Universal Championship. So that's why Roman Reigns wanted it to be right after he won the Elimination Chamber. Mm Mm-hmm. But he challenged Roman Reigns and Jay Uso basically said uh, Daniel Bryan's in the back of the line. 
and then jumped him. And we saw Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville backstage. Edge walks into the frame, brings up the rumor of Daniel Bryan maybe getting a title shot before him. And the main event was set up. Jay Uso versus Daniel Bryan. If Daniel Bryan picks up the victory, he gets that match against Roman Reigns at Fastlane. And Edge kind of seemed a little disappointed there. Mm -hmm. First match of the evening we saw was Alpha Academy pick up the victory over Rey Mysterio and Dominic. I wish this was longer, but I understand why it was as long as it was. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely love this new Otis. He's mean, he's angry, and he uses he he finishes the match with the uh, the second rope uh, splash. I told he's you out. he I told you he was heel. Yeah, it's a it's definitely official now. Yeah, <laughs> it's just unfortunate that they dropped the whole we have Ray Mysterio saying I have somebody who could help us with King Corbin. Mm-hmm. I wanted Velasquez, damn it. <laughs> I after, think we all did. After that, I, we all, as in me and you, I don't think anybody else wanted it. But Yeah, true. I liked, if they let Cain Velasquez be his wrestler character, then I would have enjoyed his run in WWE way more than that. And that mm-hmm. wouldn't have included a match with Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Or it would have, and it would have just been more of his wrestling style than... The, the MMA version. But Apollo Crews came out. New gear, new attitude. He's now representing Nigeria, where his ancestors are from. Uh, I get... I understand um, the heel turn here. I want more and more of this, and we're getting more of, of this, and I'm happy. Mm-hmm. He, his family is from Nigeria. He comes from royalty, he says. Nakamura comes out and cuts this off. But I think Apollo Crews maybe could have benefited from a vignette like the Tian Shah. That would be an interesting take. To give us like, I mean, to to like not show us, but like maybe, I don't know. They can't really do like a cartoon history or anything of that Mm -hmm. like they did with her. But... I don't know if he's if he comes from royalty. I don't know. Maybe I think it would be cool. I agree. But Apollo Cruz picked up the victory over Shinsuke Nakamura using an angle slam to win. So I guess maybe Chad Gable's not going to be using that anymore. Yeah, it doesn't look like it. If he, I mean, I think he used it. Yes, he. It was. Uh, I don't think it was a finisher. More of a signature move. Right. Yeah. But I like the match. I like this new fire with Apollo Crews. Still hoping for a, uh, another push from Nakamura one day. He deserves it. It's so bizarre because it seemed like they were going with Nakamura that time. And then it flipped again. Where it was like the rumors came out that it was supposed to be Cesaro in that spot. And then now it sounds like it's about to be maybe Cesaro mm-hmm. being built up again. But the matchup after that, we saw Tamina pick up the victory over Liv Morgan. I texted you right away saying Liv Morgan was cosplaying as mass destruction. Which explains why, well, she didn't win. 
Yeah, obviously I wanted Liv to win, but like you said, she was bound to lose dressed as Mass Destruction. It's it's yeah, it's unfortunate, but that's just the way it is. Mass Destruction is not even a WTW legend, right? No, no, was hardcore champ. You were he was made into figure form, so that's cool. Yeah, was the hardcore champ. Uh, After that, we saw Bianca Belair. She was going to make her big WrestleMania announcement. Reginald comes out, cuts it off, and calls her a loser. And Sasha Banks then comes out and told Reginald, like, never speak to me, or never speak for me. I already told you not to do this. Yeah. And then uh, she just put herself over, and then Bianca Belair officially challenged Sasha Banks to that match at WrestleMania. And I really hope it doesn't get changed. I don't want it changed at all. See, and that's why I feel like the Roman Reigns-Daniel Bryan match would get changed to, or Roman Reigns-Edge match would get changed to a triple threat. Mm -hmm. Because it's interesting, both of these are SmackDown matches. Both Royal Rumble winners chose SmackDown matches. Mm -hmm. So, now there's the aspect, will SmackDown main event both nights? I don't know. I could see could. I could see Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair as a main event of WrestleMania. I can't see Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair versus Carmella as a main event of WrestleMania. I agree with you. I can't see a triple threat for I mean this goes back to what we were saying before about triple threats. But I definitely think that it, Sasha Banks versus uh, Bianca Belair should be the main event in its own right. And with the involvement of Reginald, I don't know. I don't know if Carmella will get added to that. I don't think so either. I could see her going after whoever the winner is after, though. We saw the Street Profits pick up the victory over Sammy Cal... Not Sammy Callahan. Wow. <laughs> Sammy Zayn <laughs> and King Corbin. Uh... This was Sammy's idea. He pitched the match, and uh, King Corbin did not like it at all. He didn't like Sammy speaking on his behalf. He didn't like the fact that he had a film crew with him. Um, they even got in his way at one point during that little uh, cut-through-the-ropes move. Yeah, and uh, he ended up taking Blake Christian out. And I think the other one might have been... The, the Casper fellow. I'm not positive, but uh, King Corbin, when he attacked Blake Christian, it distracted Sami Zayn. And Street Profits were able to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. After that, Daniel Bryan spoke with Kayla backstage and he was saying that he doesn't think Edge could beat Roman Reigns. And then Edge showed up and asked Daniel Bryan who he would, who, who would win if they were to have the main event. And Daniel Bryan's like, "Ah, I'm going to hold off on telling you that. We saw Seth Rollins come out, gets cut off by Cesaro, came in like super hot, about to beat up Seth Rollins. But Seth Rollins puts Cesaro over and then questioned why he always comes up short. He wants Cesaro to embrace the vision. Not the WandaVision, just the vision. But Cesaro instead puts him in that giant swing and hits an uppercut to end that segment. I thought that that swing was awesome. I loved how 
uh, Rollins lost his shirt during the swing. Yeah, but for me, it's unwatchable when they do stuff like that because of the zooms in and out. And oh, I I thought that was great, and I don't think anybody's ever lost clothing clothing during that swing before. They might have, but uh, definitely uh, very definitely humorous. Funny to see this. Yeah, uh, but the main event: Daniel Bryan versus Jey Uso ends in a double countout. Jey Uso was working Daniel Bryan's knee, his hurt knee from the Elimination Chamber, and I thought it was a good match. Um, totally agree with you. Daniel Bryan goes for the uh, the yes lock afterwards, but Roman Reigns attacks him. Daniel Bryan locks him in the yes lock, but Jay hits him with that super kick, and then Roman Reigns spears Daniel Bryan, chokes him out. No edge. Mm-mm. You think you know him. Until this happens. I was expecting Edge to be there, but... That was SmackDown... Hey, Brandon, you got any shout-outs? I am Grover, and you're listening to Brandon's Shout-Outs! First shout-out goes to Patrice O'Neal, Killing is Easy, which was a documentary that came out last week on Comedy Central. I thought it was it was really good. I enjoyed it. Uh, it's such a shame that Patrice O'Neal is no longer here. I was such a fan of his, and I wish he was still here. Yeah, he was always funny. If you have not seen that, definitely check it out. I'm not sure where you could check it out, but Comedy Central, I would hope that it's on their app or whatever if they have one. Um, Maybe it'll be on HBO Max. I'm not positive. Mm-hmm. Second shout-out goes to the Broken Skull Sessions with Sasha Banks. I think it's just really awesome to hear from Sasha Banks about everything that she wanted out of her career and everything that she's gotten out of her career. Yeah. It's always really cool to hear everybody open up with, uh, Austin. He's so, he's such a natural interviewer. Oh yeah. Like whether it be broken skull session, whether it be, uh, straight up Steve Austin. Yeah. He's so, so good. And what's cool with him is he never seems like he's forcing anything. It just seems like he's just chilling. Yeah. yeah. He's a natural. Yeah. Um, last shout out though goes to the song in last week's episode of WandaVision. It was just, it's still stuck in my head. It's just madness. Madness. Yeah. So uh, check out WandaVision on Disney Plus. They get a... <laughs> That song was really good. If you're listening to this, you know the song, and you probably have it stuck in your head as well. Sure. But those are my shout-outs. Now it's time for... Our... our mark out moment of the week I, for me really there's only that one mark out moment that you were about to mention earlier <laughs> go for it Bad Bunny had the 24-7 championship on Saturday Night Live when he uh, performed the second time yeah at first I didn't realize it until they uh, angled it better I was just like oh wow and then I was unfortunately let down because I was just like, maybe someone's going to attack him after. But that didn't happen. Yeah, but it was still cool to see a WWE championship that's actually being used 
on Saturday Night Live. I totally agree with you. Um, I definitely marked out for that. Another thing I marked out for, as I mentioned before, was Dexter Loomis's finish. Um, that the caressing of the hair and everything, I I marked out for that. I thought that was great. Um, yeah. So, want to take That's it episode five hundred twenty-five, folks? Check us out. Twitter at Marking Out BTTG one six one on Instagram as well. Chris Sweendog, Dave the Rave underscore MO. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Marking Out, YouTube.com slash Marking Out eleven, as well as Instagram, uh, Pro Wrestling Tees.com slash Marking Out. Use the code regardless for twenty percent off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. If you want to subscribe to us, or not subscribe to us, follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash marking out. Maybe one of these days we'll get a stream going on there. Let's uh, do it. But, what? Let's do it. Yeah, markingout.com, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify Podcasts, so many more. We got to compete with Barack Obama and Bruce Springsteen now. It's not fair. Yeah, who would they ever be? <laughs> on Spotify Podcasts. Um, they're just killing the game, brother. <laughs> But uh, that's about it. We wish you the The best best luck in your future endeavors. endeavors.